SEO is AEO. Welcome to the show, Robert Garish. That's lovely. I've never been serenaded on a podcast before. (laughs) It's lovely to meet you. I hear you're a coachy kind of a person. Yes, I guess that's that's yeah, that's a fair fair description. And you help people out with. business attitudes yeah and do you want me to give it to you in a nutshell yeah in yeah a nutshell. okay so look what i i work pretty well purely with people who are working by themselves so um in the sort of recent past i started in australia uh, an online community called flying solo a business that i ran and uh, built to a membership of about one hundred and twenty thousand solo businesses uh, i've now sold and exited that business but today i help people running small businesses. So particularly professional services, so writers, designers, those kind of people, that's that's my bag. And hence the book. Hence one the minute book. commute. Was the there. one minute commute, yes. Yeah. So the one minute commute is my latest book and it's all about how it's uh, the, the one minute commute kind of a it plays on the one minute manager as to give it a bit of familiarity. Mm. But it's basically aimed at people that are running a business from home primarily. But you know, how to run your business, how to position your business, how to market your business, how to manage the finances, all of that kind of so it goes through everything about running a business on your own or a small business. Yeah, which is tough for a lot of people. It's tough and it's wonderful. Yes. Ah, okay. <laughs> yes. Tough and it's wonderful. Yes. Brilliant stuff. Yes. And today at CopyCon, we're at CopyCon, yeah. and sure. you gave a brilliant talk about imposter syndrome. Indeed, I did. If I remember rightly, 76.4% of people in the world have imposter syndrome. Well, it's actually, it's over 70%. And the 76.4 was actually my kind of somewhat jokey estimate of what the percentage was of the people in the room today. Oh, I took it terribly seriously. No, that's good. Serious is good. But it's definitely, (laughs) the research says it's over 70%. That that is factual. But what I saw from the room today, we had 120 odd copywriters in the room. And from a show of hands, it was at least between kind of 70 and 80 percent of the room said yes, they struggled with imposter syndrome. You know, this kind of this this fear of am I really good enough? So theoretically, probability rather is with us that one of us has imposter syndrome at some point. Yes, we might. Ah. Yeah, at some ah, point in our working life. So it's not necessarily all day every day. Ah, okay. But it's but it's seven, over seventy percent of people struggle struggle with imposter syndrome at some point. Okay, I, I can go with that. Now, okay. what I heard is there are five different types. That's what I didn't yes. know. Yes. I, knew, I knew about imposter syndrome, yes. and I've heard a couple of people in my industry sure. talk about it. Yep. Um, now I know there are five, and you went through the five. Yes. And to be honest with you, I recognize, recognize myself partially in all yes. of them. Yep. Yeah. I, that's normal. Are we allowed to mix them or yeah, not? Before it's we go totally them? normal. Look, the thing is, um, as you would would have heard at the beginning of the talk, what I did in this talk is I kind of summarised the book that's been written yeah. by uh, a, you know a, a woman who's very specialist in this area, and what she does is she breaks it down into five sort of characteristics. And she's called Virginie. No, no Valerie is her name. Yes. <laughs> so, Valerie, she breaks it down into five, and her book is let's say three hundred pages long. Mm-hmm. And you broke it all down into a 20-minute talk, 25 minutes maybe, where you had five people on stage, one of each type. And it was a brilliant way of presenting it, I think. Well, that's very kind of you to say so. And it, my, my theory is, is that you know, when, when somebody has um, taken the time to 
create and write, you know, kind of such a, a specialist book. And this was, Dr. Valerie Young was the, was the author. The book was called the, is called The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women, Why Capable People Suffer from the Imposter Syndrome and How to Thrive in Spite of It. So when I was asked and to come... Sorry, and, just to yeah, say, yeah. interrupting you terribly sure. rudely, That's okay. is that today it was five women on stage, we're at CopyCon and it's a majority of women, but this also applies to men. You just couldn't find a book that said... <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Yes, yeah. it, see, it, it, it definitely applies to men as well. But um, it does seem that uh, I think particularly within the professional services area, particularly within the creative professional services area, which we know is a space that is not, not dominated by women, but, but uh, certainly in Australia, my observation is that there are slightly more women in that mm. space than men. I think it is an, a, a, um, I think this whole imposter syndrome is something that is um, very top of mind for a lot of women in business. Mm. But it affects men absolutely in the same way. But as men, we kind of don't, uh, I've got to be careful what I say here, but I, d mm. I think we're not so good at kind of really confronting and acknowledging the kind of areas where yeah. maybe we need a bit of support. Well, Whereas I think not, women- Not to admit it. No, we, we'll, we'll just kind of up the bravado and kind of push through. Whereas I think women are a little bit more, um, uh, you know, sensitive and a bit more able to say, you know what, I I'm struggling a bit here. And as you saw, you know, the main reason that it was so apt for me to yeah. go through this particular book is the audience in the room, you know, was, uh, I guess, probably 95% women. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it, was, it was fair enough to have that book. So, yeah, so yes. It I, I think, I, I'm just so to, go, to, mm. to reiterate, I, I think it's incredibly important that we can all say, actually, I have that imposter syndrome problem. Yes, yes. Men, women, uh, whoever we might be, and also whatever industry we're in, um, yeah. I, in, my, in the SEO digital marketing industry, yes. I'm, sure, I'm sure there are a lot of people who have that problem because yeah. one of the things as well, especially as a single person business thing, your one minute commute, um, is when you're on your own, that there is that thing, it's maybe not self-doubt, but then you're sitting there and going, should I really be here? Do I deserve it? And when I write my invoices, sometimes I think, can I do this? Have I yeah. given value? Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, certainly a, a sign of imposter thinking, maybe I'm not good enough for what I've, I'm, I'm actually charging. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely right. And look, and I think, you know, when, um, when uh, this book was written, and as you said a few minutes ago, you know, you recognize yourself within some, some of the sort of yeah. characteristics that she breaks up. And I think that's very natural, you know, because okay. the one she went through, she, she talked about people being perfectionists. These are people that struggle with the whole imposter syndrome thing. Yeah. So being a perfectionist is one of, the one, one of them. Being it's, a it's, it's perfectionist, sorry, perfectionist yeah. is in, in very, comes the worst one because, yes. because when you're a perfectionist, you're constantly thinking this isn't going to be good enough. Yes, absolutely. But, but does that necessarily mean I feel like I'm an imposter? Does it just not mean I'm striving to get it perfect? But if I don't get it perfect, maybe we do have the human... Well, that's not what, that's certainly not what the author of that book suggests, okay. is that, that what she's saying is, is that, you know, we know, I think any of us that uh, have kind of done any study or research into perfectionism, mm. like, you know, it's kind of, that's a losing battle. Yeah. You know, if you really go through life trying to be a perfectionist, you're going to be confronted with disappointment continually, yeah. because the world just doesn't work like that. Um, so I think what, again, what, what um, the author of the book was saying is, is that, you know, if you are striving to be a perfectionist, you really are setting yourself up to regularly confront 
a degree of disappointment. And so when you're disappointed, then you immediately start thinking, well, God, you know, am I an imposter? Well, you're not an imposter. You're just, the truth is, you're just by trying to be a perfectionist, you're just kind of setting yourself up a bit wrong. So you, sorry. No, 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 sorry. It's me who was interrupting you. Sorry. No, but I was thinking I I, I learned to code very badly. and one of the things I learned is the last 5% is what takes 90% of the time, whatever it is. It's not yeah. 80-20 in coding. It's that last 5% you think I've almost finished, and it takes yeah. you phenomenally large amounts of time. Yeah. And so I then started thinking to myself, well, I'm not going to aim for 100%. I'm going to aim for 95 and then I'm just going to stop because that, right. that last chunk is hardly ever worth it. Uh, and maybe maybe that's a saving grace for somebody who tends to be a perfectionist. Is that fair enough? Yeah, look, I, I, think, um, I, I think it is fair enough. I think... Coding is, you know, when you, you talk about coding, I suppose, I suppose there are some parallels with, with copywriting as well. But, um, you know, one of the, one of the things that, um, again, that... Um, that uh, Valerie Young. If Valerie Young came up with is kind of actions, particularly for the perfectionist, is just to actually accept that, well, maybe it's not perfect, but it's, it's, it's okay to get it out there. It's okay yeah. to put it out there. Now, with coding, that might be a bit difficult because no, you put things no, out there, it might not work. No, no, you know? I, I, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. 100%. What yeah. <laughs> stupid. Sorry, yeah. what I meant is I actually took that as an example and then applied it to, to pretty much everything else and said, yeah. once I get to 95, I will, ex- I will accept that as being as good as I'm yes. going to get okay. without making a phenomenally large amount of effort. Yeah. And I think, as you yeah. rightly say, with coding, that would be yeah. really stupid. Yes, yes. Okay, <laughs> fair cop. Yeah. You okay. cut me out. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Okay, so uh, we've got the perfectionist. Yep. I think I'm probably mostly that one. Okay, um, okay. The superwoman. Now we're going superwoman or superman. Superperson. Yeah. Yep. Superhuman. Yeah, superperson. Superhuman. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and this is yeah, superhuman. And this is this is certainly where there is obviously some crossover. But this the superwoman. You know, this is the person who basically kind of thinks they can do everything. You know, they can achieve everything. Um, and the danger with that clearly is 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 then if if something does go ever so slightly wrong, then again you're going to be sitting there thinking, oh, you know, am I really am I, am I really that person? Am I that yeah. person? But we try and do everything. The superwoman is typically someone who will, you know, stay longer at their desk than they need to. Will okay. do more sort of research than they need to. They're just trying to maintain that superwoman status. And, and you said they were the kind of person who doesn't want to delegate. Uh, well, that's, that's, actually, no, that's actually more the perfectionist. Oh, right. uh, but it, again, this is where there is a bit of crossover. But it's, that's really the perfectionist. It's, okay. it's, if they do delegate, they're never happy. You know, they never get a good enough job. Yeah. It's never as good as I can do it. So, you know, it does, again, it, crossovers in, it crosses okay. over in, into, into both of them to some degree. Um, but the superwoman is the person who just carries on, just has to work longer, has to work harder. Uh, and, you know, again, this is just the kind of thing that means that you're continually in a state of, of slightly kind of out of balance, which, you know, can be the time when it sort of allows through those negative thoughts in your mind, which again is going to fuel this whole imposter syndrome thing. Okay, and the next one is a natural genius, which mm. is the person who gets top marks at school all the time without yeah. even trying. Um, that one is somebody who just thinks I'm so brilliant. It can't be this easy. Well, yeah, it's not necessarily that they're going through the world thinking I'm so brilliant, but it, it's the truth is that's who they are. Mm. You know, they've got straight A's. They've had parents and teachers saying, you know, you are fantastic. You can just do this. So they have that kind of mindset that, you know, 
I can do this. Mm. And those are the people, therefore, that tend to shy away from mentors or coaches because they, they just have this inbuilt thing, I can do this, I can do this. And again, you know, it, it's, and I see as a parent, I, I, I see a lot of that going on with kids, you know, where parents go, oh, you're brilliant, you're brilliant. It's like, well, should we really be saying this to our children all the time? You know, yeah. because they don't all walk on water, you know, they're not all right. geniuses. And when you get into the world of business, you know that's that's very difficult because what it what it again what it what it kind of does is it means that you don't actually want to learn new skills yeah. because you don't want to feel that you're a beginner so yeah. that's that's the the big trap for these these geniuses is that they they don't try new things they don't push themselves in new directions um, you know and this is this is not a good way to be so again that can fuel the whole thing yeah. with the imposter syndrome because they're you know they're, they're not really learning new skills they're not upskilling so they've got that gnawing suspicion is oh, what don't I know what don't oh, I know okay. And, and, and yeah, okay, brilliant. And the, and the next one up is the, or the next one along is the soloist, who's yes. the one who learns loads of new skills all the time. Yeah, oh, look, I got they, that one wrong. No, as well. no, no, you're about right there. The soloist is the person who, again, it's uh, there's crossover with what we talked about before. This is the person that just thinks I'm going to do this all myself. I'm going to do this all myself. So they're kind of education junkies, mm. you know. So they're constantly learning things. They're going on courses. They're signing up for stuff. They're doing it all themselves. And that's, a, you know, as we know, that's, that's a kind of a trap because you get, you start thinking like that, you know, then you're, you know, what you're doing is you're kind of always struggling over, over new tasks, which again can add to this kind of sense of defeat, yeah. you know, so it's, it's, that, it's that, you know, that, that same sort of trap again is, is that you're just pushing yourself too hard, um, which means that you're letting in these little sort of gremlins that are going to, um, you know, and potentially undermine you as they do. Yeah, and something the soloist is yet again somebody who doesn't like to delegate. Absolutely. So we've Absolutely. got quite a lot of people in this in this bunch yeah, of people yeah, yeah, who we tend have. not to delegate. Yeah, we have. So one of the answers to this yeah. whole problem is to delegate, uh, and accept 95 yeah. percent. Sorry. Yes, uh, I, 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 I think that's that's a good summation. Now the only thing is when we you know here we're talking about copywriters. Well, uh, copywriters might not want to delegate a lot of the actual crafting of the copywriting. But if they can at least, and this is moves to a slightly larger business issue, if they can get into the to the habit of actually delegating some of the other tasks of their work, mm. that allows them therefore to do that thing that they're so good at. But you talk to a lot of those people in the room, copywriters, as I as we did this morning. You know, you'll find people who are. They love their copywriting, but they don't like their marketing. They don't like their yep. finance. They don't like their relationship building. They, you know, they want to be left alone somewhere to sit and write beautiful, exquisite copy. Well, that's that's fine, but if you're going to do that, then you've really are going to have to delegate a bit. Whereas if you try and spin all the plates yourself, you know, again, you're just going to okay. end up something's going to suffer, and it's probably your writing, and then comes the imposter syndrome. So my magic bullet doesn't really work. <laughs> And the last one then is yeah. expert. Yeah. Is that the one where you learn lots of new things or is that something completely different? I've, I've, yeah, I've, no, I've, it's, sorry, it's five is too many for me. I have a theory. <laughs> Everything is in threes and yeah. I got to four and five and I'm completely lost. That, you? Yeah. <laughs> no, look, the, the expert is. So the expert is, you know, it's, it's interesting that, and again, I should hasten to, to just remind people listening that this is, this is not my wonderful book. This is a book that was written by Dr. Valerie Young that what I've done, what I've sought to do in my presentation today is summarize that book. Um, 
But in the, with the expert, what she talks about is that peop, these people are thought of by others as an expert. But actually, if you say to that person, Jason, you're an expert, a little part of them kind of wobbles. Oh, goes, really? oh yeah, that was it. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not an expert. What, what do you think? But, you know, that's oh, how... That's the person on have, stage, when they said, my name is... Annabelle, I can't yeah, remember. Yes. I'm an expert. Yes. Ooh, and and yeah. that's the first time I've ever said I it. I know, that's right. Isn't that funny? But, you know, but th this is what they do. They, you know, they, they're thought of as experts. And they're often, if you read what they're saying on their LinkedIn profiles and their websites, mm. you know, they're positioning themselves as experts. But actually, they don't feel like they're an expert. You know, they really don't feel like they're an expert. So that's basically, that's somebody who is walking around feeling like an imposter all the time. The, yeah, okay. If, if, I, if you'd asked me before, we, before this morning, yeah. yesterday, let's say, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what an imposter, the imposter syndrome was, that, was the, what, that would be the one that I probably would have come up yeah. with and said, okay, yes. that's probably about it. Yeah, somebody too. I think so. Who, yeah. was told that, who was told they're an expert, who's an yeah. expert, but a doesn't faker. really accept yeah. it. Yes. No, but yes. in fact, there are four other types. And yes. Well, look, this, you know, when I guess... Um, when anyone, when anyone writes a book, you want to kind of drill down as far as you yeah. can, and you, you don't want to write a pamphlet, you want to write a book. Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, I think as we said at the outset, there is an awful lot of crossover. But what was interesting, if you saw in that presentation, you know, we were both in that room, 120 mm -hmm. people, and people, when I said, who is a perfectionist, some people put their hand up when I said, who feels, who, and I described Superwoman, and different group of people. So people do, I think it's very clever as a, as a, the author of the book to break down those designations, mm. even though there might be crossover, because some sit with you more than others. So you might sit as the soloist or the expert. You know, that's kind of probably where I would hover. Yeah. Um, I've never thought of myself as a perfectionist. You know, I look at anything I do, I think there's no way I'm a perfectionist. But you know, I have, might have perfectionist tendencies. So yeah, good you know, point. I think that's the thing. So, I, I think you know, I, when you when you started, I put my hand up for the first one. And yeah. I was going to put it up for the second, then the third, then the fourth. Um, but in fact, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'm probably along your lines as yeah. a soloist who yeah. who has perfectionist tendencies. But yeah. then when I when I realise it isn't that important, mm. I can I can put it to one side. So yeah. I can accept the ninety five percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes even the seventy percent, and it's yeah. absolute rubbish. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. <laughs> well, they can hear it on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that's brilliant. And, and the important thing I think is is yeah, we do need to break things down into groups so that we can yeah. understand and we can Absolutely. identify yeah. but we have to remember that there are crossovers yes whatever we're talking about yeah. know, like psychology types or whatever uh, of course uh, exactly right and i think um yeah I, I think that's exactly right there there are lots of crossovers and i think you know what i hope from um doing a, a talk like this is that people in the room just think okay well i from that one i picked up that little tip and from that one i picked up that uh, it mm. kind of doesn't matter where they get the tip from or what designation it comes under is if if you can leave with with a few things that maybe you could do that's going to bring about a bit of change you know then that 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 clearly is beneficial you know usually or often i'll be talking to businesses about marketing issues yeah. you know and again last year when i was speaking at this same conference uh, it was more about marketing and you know so we've got a room full of professional writers they love writing but some of them absolutely hate marketing and, mm. and really aren't good marketers. But, um, you know, so then when, you, when you, you kind of pull that apart a bit, you'll find, well, actually, 
you know, marketing is not a, not a difficult thing to learn. It's not hard. Yeah. You can buy a very good book on marketing for Don't 25 bucks. Don't tell all bucks. these people who organize con- no. marketing conferences. No, I know. Well, no, I've got, as an ex-marketing man myself, you know, we try and make it all sound deeply scientific yeah. because then we can charge much higher fees. But in reality, none of, none of this stuff is that difficult. But when you've got a, a like a trade, as it were, like writing, and that's yeah. the thing you're passionate about. Basically, anything that takes you away from your writing is not really something you want to do. Yeah. But, you know, the truth is, if you're running a small business, and in Australia, you know, over, well, way over 80% of small businesses in Australia are one-person businesses. All right. You know, people, and it's not, not much different in the UK. You know, lots of people these days like to work on their own. Well, that's great. You know, yeah. I've worked on my own for a long time, and I love it. But I acknowledge that I can't do everything, so I have to delegate. Yeah. Some things I just don't enjoy, like finance, so I'll find someone else to do that sort of stuff. And that, you know, that's important. We can't just sit in the corner and do the stuff we love. No. Well, we can, okay. but we're not going to make a living. So you're, you're not an imposter? Well, you don't this have is that interesting. Syndrome? No, well, this is this is a great question. Oh, um, I like that. I, yeah, I like yeah, when people say I've got yeah, a good no. question. Because when I started uh, researching this, you know, as I said at the opening of my my talk today, when I was asked to speak, I just love speaking. I love going to events. I love speaking, and I love supporting a room full of of my ideal audience. But I didn't know much about mm-hmm. imposter syndrome, and I don't think I've ever suffered from it. I just generally don't think I have. And I was having lunch with a friend this week, and he said, why are you speaking about that? You don't suffer from that. Um, but w- what's interesting is when I, when I read this book and to get myself ready for this talk, what it said right at the end is, it said, and be careful, because there are people who don't think they suffer from imposter syndrome, and the truth is they're probably the ones that are the real fakes. So, <laughs> so I really went, oh, my God. Does that, am I a fake then? And it's, it wasn't, it didn't, it said they're not all fakes. I thought, no, I don't think I am a fake. I don't think I'm a fake. I think I know what I do, but I don't, I don't struggle from the imposter syndrome thing. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't no, worry okay. me, you know? But, um, but it, uh, when I read that, I thought, well, But out of the seven, that you've got 76% who admit it, yes. probably another 20% who don't admit it and are the worst, and then whatever's left, 14%, yeah. who perfectly... Not in posters yeah. and get on with their lives perfectly fine, sleep well at night. And yeah, but the other thing, the other thing is, is when we talk about imposter syndrome, it's not just business. You know, I mentioned a few minutes ago, I'm a parent. Now, I think in some ways I've been an imposter parent. Mm. You know, I look at some of my parenting with my son and I think, I haven't done that well. You know, I've, I'm, I'm, but I think a lot of parents feel like that. So you feel it in, maybe in different places, yeah. but in my work, I don't feel it. But, um, but in other aspects of my life, yeah, sure. Brilliant. I, you know, I feel so, it. lesson of the day is extend the idea of imposter syndrome across all parts of all your life. All aspects of your life, yeah. Until you find where you're impostering. Yeah, and just, and, and um, you know, hopefully put a couple of tips in place and you'll, and you'll yeah. feel a lot better. And, and yeah, that was you know, it. Yeah. it. With the aim of making yourself feel better about yeah. it and get, getting a, a better sleep at night. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure, Jason. SEO is AO. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Jason.